Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. Today, like every year, we try to spend the first episode talking about kind of our goals for the year, our hopes for the year, and usually kind of a word or phrase that we have for the year. Um, so that's what we're doing today, and we're excited to share that with you. We are. <laughs> today, though, yes. I actually don't have one. Oh. I have two. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and it's funny because I think every time we've done this, like, I, I don't know about you, but my experience has been very different with each year. Yes, like, sure. Some years, I know exactly what it is. Yeah. And then... Others, I'm like intuiting it, yeah. and I I was playing around with kind of different things, and then today I was listening to LeVar Burton's um, masterclass, and kind of something from it kind of jumped into the mix, and so I'm like, we're gonna roll with it. There are no rules. I love it. So we're just gonna just yeah go with it. Um, so now you have to say yeah, what it is. I do. So I have a lot of different words that I was kind of, again, using to try to intuit. But so what, what I, the first one was um, to be open to what the experience has to offer. Hmm. And what kind of I mean by that is there's certain there's certain things that you can do to actually open yourself up. Like yeah. even like physically of like opening mm-hmm. out your, your shoulders and kind of not, not bringing baggage to something and not yeah. bringing what I feel should, you know, be happening in this moment, but let the moment kind of mm. unfold. Um, and I think, I think it's something that actually, as I was listening to our previous years uh-huh. of kind of going through, it's been something that's kind of hanging out in the corners there. Because I do think it's part of why when we show up to a conversation and let it unfold, yeah, it kind of grows naturally out of that yeah. and rather than when we try to force something. And I can... I can definitely tell the difference when you're kind of flying and allowing yourselves <laughs> to interact in kind of that intuitive and kind of a little bit on the exciting side, maybe yes. flying a little bit without um, net safety nets. Um, but I, so I want that feeling. Like mm-hmm. I want to bring that feeling in of rather than bringing my template of what an experience should be of kind of letting them play out. Mm. Um, In kind of connection with that, um, from LeVar Burton's class, he was talking about attention and intention. And so Mm. kind of that be open to what the experience has to offer and engage in the present with attention and intention. Mm. And that is really that kind of grounding yourself (laughs) in the moment and allowing yourself to focus and to not kind of not allowing 
all of the past or the fears for the future to intrude. And I I don't mean that in like a shaming way. I just mean it in a letting myself focus back in on, Mm -hmm. on that present. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think when you're paying attention, when you're really paying attention, you aren't projecting onto the experience your own expectations. And so then it can, you can be open to what it is in the moment instead of um, maybe what you try to force it into. Yes. And some of this is kind of connected with last year, I guess. Last year was really chaotic. There wasn't a lot of space Mm -hmm. for this type of practice Mm -hmm. um and we've purposefully kind of cleared out from really march on to kind of allow some more of that kind of practice of presence um to be brought back in and but i think also like even in the chaos taking a moment to kind of ground which i haven't done necessarily And I don't see this as kind of like separate from everything else. I do think that it's kind of part of that continuing to do the work, continuing to intuit and continuing to be comfortable with pivoting. But I liked the idea of bringing in more when I'm with my kids and they're telling a story to be engaged with it Mm. rather than doing what I sometimes do and not really listening (laughs) and it's one of those that is very not sexy (laughs) it's so and it's a little it's a little scary because it's something that I've had to kind of juggle my attention so much and kind of pull it here and there that it almost felt like a little is that even doable Mm. but I I have been re-reminded, Erin and I have kind of gone to dinner a couple times Mm -hmm. um, over the last several weeks. And even just as we're sitting down, like having a moment to kind of check my attention and to notice something in the space, like to notice that this song is playing or to notice the feel of the napkins even. Uh, and the flavor of what it is I'm eating, mm-hmm. um, to just let it slow down, yeah, even just a little bit. Um, it's been something that's kind of added some yeah. nuance, value, nourishment, and I'd like to bring more of that into mm. 2023. I love that. And I think it does make so much sense and seems like such a natural progression from last year and from, from both your intention for last year and, and your experience with last year. Because um, I think that kind of stuff is so, yeah, and nourishing, but like satisfying. Yes. <laughs> it just makes you feel um, more whole and, and grounded in the moment. So. Yes. Well, and it's really good. one of those things that we even like about stories. Yeah. Those details of the moment. <laughs> Yeah. And I think finding the value in it. Yes. When I turned 40 this year in, in October and I, people would ask what I was doing mm-hmm. and it felt, again, so unsexy what we were doing. But we went to some favorite food places yeah. and I just 
I sat there and enjoyed what I was eating. Mm -hmm. And I watched a movie that I love. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, like, which was Corpse Pride. (laughs) It was lovely. (laughs) And I think just reminding ourselves that the small things, the little things, have great value. And we may may diminish them and their importance (laughs) and their value in our lives, but sometimes they can be really huge. Well, those small things are what make up a life, right? Yes. Like, it's not the really the big things. It's those daily moments. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I came up with my word for the year, like, literally 10 minutes before you walked in. Nice! Hey, but that is valid. When I found it, it was like, oh, this is, this is it. Um, yeah, so the word is a little bit obscure. I didn't know it before. <laughs> so the word is a close. Um, or occlusion, and it is of an insect becoming an adult. So when a butterfly comes out of the chrysalis, that act, the verb, it close. Um, similar to like hatch for an egg, but it yes. close for an insect. Um, occlusion is the noun of the, yeah. Um, and I really think, like it was, as soon as I heard it, it was like, oh, that's it. Um, I think this last year, you know, I mean, we talked last week a little bit about some of the upheaval from, from this last year, in the last couple of years, really. Um, and it's felt like butterfly soup, you know? Yes. I mean, I've, I've always loved that. Like, I remember the first time I learned that, like, that butterflies in yes. a chrysalis, they don't just grow wings or change. They, like, totally turn into mush. <laughs> like, yes. everything gets... Um, dissolved and I felt that the last few years like my identity was dissolving my thoughts about myself about my family my relationships like so much just kind of like puddled yes (laughs) um and I think that I really feel like there's this slow steady um awakening or kind of closure (laughs) happening (laughs) um as Hopefully some of that settles a little bit. Um, And I really want, like, part of that word is this idea of maturity, of, like, the insect coming out as an adult. Um, And I just turned 42 this last year. And 40 also, not 42. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I I just, I want to be an an adult. (laughs) Um, I think there's a lot of insecurity that I have still carried into technical adulthood yeah. um, that has kept me stunted in some ways. So, yeah, I think this year my, my word is occlusion. Um, or close. And I, I think it really applies to my writing, too, because I, um, I've drafted a lot of books um, yes. in the yes. last three years, especially. And I did query one of those, but even when I did query it, I knew it wasn't... Um, I knew it wasn't amazing. Like, I knew that I had taken it as far as I could at that moment. And this was two years ago. But I also knew there was something lacking in it. It wasn't full um, or mature. And yeah. I, I went into querying knowing that. And I went in knowing, like, I am querying for the experience so I can learn yes. how to query. Um, but I'm at a point now, two years later, where... I feel like my writing has grown a lot and improved a lot, but I've spent the last three years focusing on story, focusing on plot, doing developmental edits for other people, like learning what it looks like to tell a story. Um, 
and I feel like I've, I still have more to learn in that, but you know, we always do. But I do feel like I can, I can tell a story now. Um, I know how to revise a book. I know how to get it to flow. Um, I know how to hit all the plot points, but, um, and my work has improved in terms of character development and other things, but there's still something a fullness lacking. Like I want this year for my books to become adults, right. <laughs> yeah. become adult, not in terms of genre, but yeah. to become adult in terms of maturity and yes. well-roundedness and this sense of like, I want them to close and to yes. um, spread their wings and be really ready for querying in a way that um, where I can put them out with the best chance of success and not just, mm-hmm. To learn from the crying process, but yes. Um, so I feel like I drafted three books in 2022. Two of them went to beta readers and have been through um, revisions, and then one is still in a first draft stage. But I really, I would love to get at least one of them, hopefully two of them, um, to a place where they have um, eclosion where they (laughs) break out of the chrysalis and be sent into the world and where I can query them, um, next year. So that's kind of my like writing goal. Um, but I think that that's going to require some learning in terms of, uh, scene level and line level writing. And so I really want to focus on that in the next year. I think I want to focus on improving, um, not just like continuing to develop my storytelling, but yeah. also really focusing on the more detailed um, similes and metaphors and descriptions and and all of that, like how to make each line. Yeah, sing. <laughs> absolutely. So I love that. Well, and I I hope that as you look into that, that we can do that <laughs> here too. Because yeah. I think I think that's what's great about talking about story yeah. is you can change out those lenses yes. and you can bring them in to that more detailed level. Yeah. It's, it's great to have conversations from that high level, but as we get into the meat of something, mm-hmm. there's something powerful about getting into yeah. the specifics. And it's interesting because I, I don't know if you've, um, I just forgot her name. She has a master class. She is lovely. She did the, um, oh, it's food. And she writes about her mother. Um, Oh, I can't think of what her name is. Oh, my goodness. Um, I will figure out what what it is. Um, But she was once having a conversation with Stephen King, and she was saying how it is odd that a lot of times in conversations with readers, they don't talk about the language. Like, they don't talk about that. Like, they may talk about the plot, but they don't talk about (laughs) the words that are chosen. They don't talk about... I don't think it's odd at all. I think story trumps language every time. Story trumps the writing every single time for a reader. But we will love the the books that have both and more. I think that we subconsciously connect with language, yeah. but we may not we may not analytically get to that point where we actually start asking well, and I ourselves think if we questions do, though, about then it. we're pulling out of the book, right? Yeah. Like so if it's too obvious and we're noticing the language too much, then 
I don't know, for myself, then I get yeah. I pull back and I don't get absorbed in the story. Which is actually why I read a second time for language. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I think that I think it's hard to be able to really see like what's happening mm-hmm. with the story all at once. Like mm-hmm. I, I do think going back into a story and and yeah. looking for the language yeah. and bringing it, saying I really loved this paragraph. Yeah. What did I love about it? Yes. And yes. it almost takes that looking at it again, mm-hmm. kind of with a different lens on. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I do still very firmly, like, and I know people might disagree, but yeah. I really firmly believe that story trumps stuff. But I also feel like um, there is value in getting better at your line level writing. Absolutely. And, and I think something that I've been thinking a lot about, like a couple of practices I really want to bring into my writing life next year um, is, I, I think we talked about this after I read the book about short sentences. Now I can't think of that one either, the title, but, um, but he talks yeah. about like taking an author that you like, I'm pretty sure it was in that book and highlighting, like taking a couple of their sentences or a page or whatever, highlighting all the nouns in one color, highlighting all the verbs in another color, like essentially deconstructing their sentences um, to see yeah. sentence structure. And I haven't actually done that practice yet, but I really want to. Yeah. And what I have started doing is as I've been writing, I've started noticing that my sentences, there are like three or four sentence structures yes. that I repeat yes. all the time. Like they're a crutch for me. I just like fall back into them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's fascinating to start to see that. Like, oh, right. I always lead with the, <laughs> you know, it's like now, whatever it is, I don't know. <laughs> right. I could recognize the sentence structure if I saw it. Um, and wanting to like expand that and yes. analyze that a little bit. And so I'm, I'm very interested in doing that as a practice. And then the other thing I've been thinking about is um, like taking a sentence and then seeing how many different ways I can say the same sentence mm-hmm. or write the same sentence without losing meaning. Um, because I've done this like a little bit so far and it's fascinating. Like you can write a sentence, this, like totally different ways and still get the same meaning depending on like where you put different things and how you arrange the words or um even using the exact same words like even not changing for like using a thesaurus or anything like um so there are things like that that I kind of want to start to bring into my writing life and practice kind of intentionally um to improve that and I mean I have no desire to ever be super literary or like yeah very um focused on line level stuff, but I, w- I want to improve it. And I think the other practice that I want to involve this next year is to start reading a book of poetry each month. Mm-hmm. So this last year in 2022, I read a craft book every month, um, which was awesome and a, a great practice um, and did teach me a lot about writing process and different people's writing processes, as well as like plot and structure and story and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but this year I want to, read poetry because I think that that is another really great way to get better at metaphor yes. and get better at simile and to kind of improve those line level things. Yes. No one can condense things into like really meaty good language like a poet. Absolutely. And I love that because often that language is very saturated and mm-hmm. it has that, you know, if it's a sauce, it's boiled down and yes. it has just the essentials. And I... I love even descriptive words yeah. that often you get words that you don't hear often, but you're like, oh, yeah, that's a great word. Yes. Like, and 
And I think that's what's great about poetry is it gives you so much of that. Yeah. I just finished reading um, House of Hollow, which mm-hmm. you would love, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's on my bookshelf. <laughs> okay. but in, it's been in... Talk about beautiful yeah. language. Yes. Yeah. Um, but when I was reading it, I highlighted... There were a bunch of words that just, like, fit the mood nice. of the book that I'm reading now. And yeah. so just highlighted a bunch of vocab that, like... I love that. I just... These are words I want to remember. These are words I might want to bring into this particular book I'm writing right now. Yes. Um, in some way. And just kind of paying attention and kind of coming up with a bit of a list of yeah verbs adjectives like nouns that I think that has a lot of value from a like having them at your fingertips like when you connect with something and you're like oh this has the feel of what it is that I'm doing that that you can kind of have them written down because often when we, you know, jokingly use the same word 70,000 times in, <laughs> in, do a lot. <laughs> yeah, in a paragraph, it's because, like, it's what is yeah, readily on our brain. Yeah, our in these ruts that we, yeah. Absolutely, but when you have that list right in front of you, and even when yeah. you look at it before you sit down to write, yeah. you kind of then change what's at the you know, fingertips, so yes. to speak, of your brain. Yes. You have additional things that it can, it, and even you can look at it once in a while and just like remind yourself. Yes, totally. that it has It has that value to it of just bringing more things. I do love reading through word lists, especially mm-hmm. because I do think it kind of, sharpens or get gets more that could be reached for yes because we do have those pathways that are just really worn to the language that we use a lot and i I do think sometimes it may be the same language that other people use a lot too so it is kind of nice to broaden that and i i love poetry for that i love especially atmospheric I think yeah. uh, writing that can give us those words yeah. that really fit within like an idea or theme or tone yeah um, and do you mind if I bring up one thing about when you're talking about the different ways of writing a sentence like it just popped into my head I think in addition to you can write a sentence a lot of different ways and it retains meaning sometimes it loses meaning but sometimes it gains meaning and I think reminding ourselves that sometimes the order in which we put something yes um especially when we know the intent of something even sometimes we want to bury something something sometimes we want something to hit in a certain way and I think just reminding ourselves of that that kind of carrying that intention of what am I attempting to do Yes. in this specific paragraph can help us even with that choosing yeah. what we want to have. Absolutely. I remember when I was doing marketing work, um, I don't know if I read it somewhere or if someone talked about it, I'm not sure, but um, talked about making the last word or clause like the most important thing, yes. the thing you want the, the consumer to stay with. Yeah. Um, and so you structure the sentence so that that last word hits yeah. harder. It kind of rings. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes in writing, I think you want to do the same thing. But sometimes in fiction, you want to do the opposite. You want that first beginning part of the sentence to be the thing that rings. Or, Yeah. It is really interesting to think about just how that structure plays into how a reader consumes yes. um, the sentence of the story. And that goes for a paragraph level too. Like yes. how you arrange your sentences can change the whole flow um, to either detract from or, or add to. Yes. Yeah. 
That's interesting. I just listened to um, an interview on the shit no one tells you about writing. And it was this author who says that he does 14 edits every time. No exceptions. And I, I like, it was a little overwhelming. <laughs> but I also yes. think, like, that is another aspect to this goal for me. Like, I get burned out on my stories yeah. a little bit sometimes. And I get to a place where I'm like, okay, I don't want to read this again. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. after, like, four or five drafts, I'm kind of like, I'm done. Um, but I really want to push myself beyond that place of I'm done. And to keep reading it again, to read for a different intent, a different purpose, to look for how can I push this even farther? How can I make it even fuller and more mature or more, um, yeah, just like more itself, more what it wants to be. Um, Yeah. And I, I think something that I'm trying to learn in that is that sometimes the best thing to do is to set it aside, but not... To, like to set it aside and get some breathing room so you're not so sick of it. Yes. But then just still come back to it. Yes, absolutely. Because that's really the piece that I think is important to come back to it um, and to not just get sick of it and then send it out. <laughs> absolutely. Well, and Which I think a lot of people do. I think so too. Um, and I think, you know, we've talked about simmering before. Like I think keeping it open and keeping it kind of simmering yeah. there really does allow things to happen too, where sometimes you can have an answer, sometimes you can have an epiphany that you didn't realize you were even considering. And I I do think there's value in that space, like being given to it. I didn't give my goals. I just circle back around. Yes, I'm writing goals. I do. Um, My goals... I briefly mentioned how um, the historical fiction I was going to do my final edit, but also like go and walk around. So my goal is to have that final edit done in March and having it Corrine sometime before the summer. We will see. (laughs) I am holding that loosely. I am letting it be what it is. What's great though is, as we've talked about this, like it's developed over time and I... I feel really good about that. And I've really been trying to sit with empathy with one of my characters. Mm-hmm. And I needed the t- I've needed the time to get into yeah. that place of empathy with her. Um, and I, I think reminding myself that that like, development is good. Mm-hmm. As I'm doing that, I'm still doing the brainstorming for the noir. I have a lot of additional things and scenes that have come together. I'm going to initially say that I hope to draft before the end of the year. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's going to come together that way, but we'll put it out there and we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. And I, I said this last year and I, I want to do it again for this year. I really do want to do another class, at least one, maybe two. And I have an idea for this next one, which I'm really excited about. Um, and if there's another, I don't yet have an idea for that. But I, I, I've enjoyed the kind of gestation process of that. So we'll see how that goes. And then I have a lot of like, there's been hopes that we've had for different topics that yeah. I'm kind of hoping to see like grow to fruition there's Mm -hmm. several that I'm just really excited about that I think if we had tried to do them earlier we may not have been in the right space for it and I'm 
I'm excited to see where those go. So I think, I think those are my goals. <laughs> I think that's complete. I love that. Well, and I'm so glad that you get to go to Australia and actually yes. be in the place where your book takes place and to kind of um, get a fuller sense of that as you edit and get ready to query. It was always my intention to go, um, which this is a little backstory. Um, I haven't been able to go to Australia for the last three and a half years. And I almost made it, but they didn't allow siblings Mm -hmm. to go in. Parents could go in um, last year. And so it was disappointing because I was really, I had some plans associated with it. But I think even though I wasn't really holding off for it, I think there's something really good about being able to be in that space. And I'm very excited yeah. about it. Of We're going to go back to the old house, um, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen in several years. So I'm very excited about that. I'm excited yeah. about going on the ferry and kind of just walking some of the same roads um yeah yeah so i it's it's kind of a gift that i'm just like okay we're gonna we're gonna make it happen because the opportunity came up so it's gonna be a little chaotic during that first part of the year but i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm ready to kind of embrace it yeah it's exciting i love it and I'm very excited about more classes because it's going to be really fun. Yay. And I always learn something from them. I would like to teach one class next year, too. Yay! So, and I, like I already know what I want. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It will be. And I'm, I just can't wait. So um, keep listening because you'll, we'll be announcing that soon. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you yet. That's exactly, ooh, tension. <laughs> what is it going to be? Yeah. I'm excited for that, too. Yay. Well, I'm excited for this year. I am too. I think it's going to be fun. I am too. Have some, I can't some wait. new things. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of great things on the horizon. So I'm like, it's one of the, I've always been excited for the next year, yeah. but this one, like I have a lot of very specific things that I'm yeah. like, ooh, that makes me excited. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking I forward to it. I love that. I feel that this year too. Yeah. So yay, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we hope that you take a moment this um, next week or two or a couple weeks to think through what you want from this year and to set some intentions. There's a lot of power in that. And we hope that you spend this year writing and reading and just putting your voice out in the world and stepping into brave new things. So thanks for joining us and we will be back next week. (laughs) 